Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, the review podcast started streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney Plus, whatever have you, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm your host, Greg Dietz, with me always is Maya Don Fisher and Betty Badger. How are you two been? Maya? Oh, you're deferring to me? Yes, I am. Uh, I've been pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, staying busy. Uh, had my... Had my first therapy visit in over a month Monday. Uh, Actually had to do an in-person visit because once every six months I have to do in-person so my insurance will continue to cover it. Uh, So I actually met my therapist face-to-face for the first time, even though I've been seeing her since September 1st of last year. Um, So that was cool. And then, you know, got to visit sister-in-law and her family for a little bit and you know, of course, we've been playing some D and D, and then staying busy with other podcasts, and I just uh, haven't had much downtime. You know, doing a little painting on my tiny house. You know, staying at it. How, how have you guys been? Um, honestly, just trying to get by the next week. <laughs> what about you, Greg? Uh, kind of the same. I, uh, as of t- today, I feel like a little shitty just because I, I think I've talked about it, but I was having weird chest problems like heart issues when I was drinking like a six pack of Diet Mountain Dew in like three days constantly, uh, eating the, the worst possible foods for me, not actually eating any vegetables and going, what's wrong with me? Why do I feel this way? This is shitty. So I like cut caffeine out. The only caffeine that I have was be a cup of coffee in the morning. Um, started eating more vegetables and just eating a little bit better. And I haven't had one of those situations since I quit all since I cut all that out. Yesterday, I had to wake up early because um, I was just doing 18 different things in the day. And uh, I didn't want to be tired while we were doing our D&D session. So I drank two whole Diet Mountain Dews. Uh, my body was like, hey, all that caffeine that you just put in your system, go fuck yourself. And now I just, I feel like ass today. So, like, I'll probably take another, uh, it's, it's, it's a mistake that I made thinking, like, I didn't want to be sleepy during d and I didn't want to be sleepy during other things I was doing that night. And I just, ugh, now I'm not paying for it. Um, well, you know, it might also, it, it might not just be just the caffeine, but, you know, that's. That diet Mountain Dew some heavy shit to put into your body, man. I mean, oh, I'm sure, it's been yeah. like overload, and you know? yeah, it's a hundred, it's a hundred percent. Let's, it's it, yeah, it's not just the caffeine at all. It's it's other things. I haven't had a Mountain Dew in months, and my body's just like, the fuck is this? Yeah, your body was mad. Hundred <laughs> uh, percent, yeah. no disagreement there. I just um, took a drink of Mountain Dew, and it's delicious. Uh-uh. Can't do Slime. it anymore. It hurts. Slime, slime, slime. It hurts when I drink Mountain Dew. So there's a reason to not drink it. Well, uh, you know, that was one of the things with my gallbladder is, yeah, uh, Mountain Dew made me have horrible pain. I mean, just a couple sips. And I mean, my chest would just ache with pain. I was like, oh, what is this pain? I cannot drink this anymore. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, that was just like, nope. Yeah. I knew it was poison, but now I'm assured, you know, <laughs> but he's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we get into our discussion today, I have a question for you guys, because there's an argument that's happening on TikTok, which is really funny to me. Um, it's basically about which superheroes, both DC, Marvel and others would be Trump supporters. Oh, God. Uh, it's really funny to me only due to the fact that in my mind, none of them, because nine times out of 10, a superhero is intelligent enough and understands science and isn't going to fall for a fucking obvious con man. The closest. Oh, well, 
yeah, I mean, if you really want to get down to brass tacks and that, sure, but Rorschach would be a Trump supporter. No, people were sitting there saying like Iron Man would be, and I'm like, no, Iron Man might be a conservative, but he's not a fucking Trump supporter in any way, shape, or form. And then some people were saying Scott Lang, and I'm like, Scott Lang was literally Robin Hood. The fuck are you talking about? Uh, Yeah, I can't. I can't think of any that I would actually. But again, I don't like to think of any human being being pegged as a Trump supporter because I'm like, wow, what's wrong with our society? <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I didn't really, when the whole thing was going down, I was like, oh, I hope this is a yeah. joke. I hope this is a really big, fat joke, and we're just not in on it yet. In 2015, I didn't think people could be that stupid. I really yeah. hope they weren't that stupid, but they were. In, in 2015, maybe late 2014 when it was all happening and whatnot. And I was watching daily show and going like, uh, uh, Oh, this is hilarious. Like he's running for president. That's funny. It's never going to happen. And then March rolls around and I went, he's the actual nominee. Well, the Democrats have this in the bag. There's no way there's enough people that's going to support that fucking buffoon. Of course we're going to be okay. Don't worry about it. I couldn't have been more wrong if I tried. But yeah, it just, it just made me laugh because I was sitting there thinking like which which heroes would be conservative and I think uh, Tony Stark for sure would be conservative. Um, Hank Pym would have been conservative. Uh, but not a Trump supporter, you know what I mean? Like there's a difference yeah. between somebody who's a conservative and a Trump supporter. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, I could think of a few superheroes I would think of as conservative as well. I would right. think of probably Captain American as a conservative. Not, no, not really. Not really. I think he'd be more of a centrist. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff in the comic books about him talking about America being broken and needing to be fixed and whatnot. Granted, those are the writers really saying that, but yeah, well, they've added I mean, it to his character, so. You know, I will not disagree that America is broken, but I think also there's quite a few conservatives who would tell you American is broken and needs to be fixed. Absolutely. There's a lot of really smart conservatives that I don't understand why they're so smart and conservative, but. But there's also a lot of stupid conservatives that will tell you America is broken and needs to be fixed and it needs to be fixed in their Christian image. That's true. You ain't wrong there. Cause I just saw that a while ago. Uh, I was, um, I was a conservative, like, uh, uh, pundit figure. The fuck is his name? Let me find it real quick. Because what he said was really fucking stupid. Uh, ben Shapiro? Ba- no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a Ben Shapiro, but... Uh, it's like a Ben Shapiro. Um, so the guy that I follow here is Charlie Kirk. That's who it is. Uh, he said, it's not enough to just oppose critical race theory. Republican governors, legislators, school board members, and parents need to play offense. Push for the Bible to be taught in schools. Push for prayer in schools. Push for pro-America curriculums. Put Marxist on defense. So fuck the First Amendment, right? Is that you're, That's what you're saying, Charlie? Yeah. I mean, he's basically saying that the government has a right to impose its uh, will on you when it comes to religious doctrine. Uh, yeah, and Dogma. that's not at all the truth. No, that's and that's so. In 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 what you just said, Betty, absolutely, there are idiots who think that America is broken. But uh, yeah, it just got me thinking. Like, what what political alignment would certain superheroes have? Like, cause there's a reason that, like, certain superheroes aligned with Tony and ones did with Cap in the Civil War. Because mm-hmm. that that right there, the Civil War, you know, is is very much that dividing factor of like where each of them would stand politically. See, I would have never guessed uh, Tony Stark as conservative. So. <laughs> I don't know because he invents things and has a an awoken mind. I would have never really pegged him in that. He's also a billionaire. Yeah, that is true. But not all billionaires are conservatives. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, he would be he would be fiscally conservative, not like socially conservative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
uh, which is what makes him not a Trump he's, supporter. He's he's fiscally conservative, but he is more liberally, uh, socially liberal. Um, yeah. So, and you know, I think a lot of them fall into that category. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I've I've met a ton of conservatives that like. You know, live and let be. I'm down for everyone to have the rights that they want, but when it comes to money, like we're gonna be conservative. I'm just like, okay, weirdo. But well, let's um, pick what to be conservative about. Social programs that actually benefit the people in the country are not the right places to enforce your conservatism. Right. You know, I mean, because we really screw ourselves by not beefing up these systems to begin with and making sure that there's a firm base for people in these systems to start upon, you know, I mean, it's like with uh, women and children uh, when it comes to abortions and welfare mothers, you know, the trope that we have about welfare mothers, it's like, you know, you can't have it both ways. And it's like, if you're going to allow a woman I don't even know where I'm going with this at this point. I'm just angry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was trying to think of like, I wanted to bring the topic up about superheroes and their political alignment because I think that's a fascinating subject. Like trying to figure out specific characters like Bruce Banner, where would he line? I, I feel like he'd be also very neutral. Um, now, what if we did that with um, the boys? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I think right away, uh, it's hard to say that that Homelander would be conservative because he's just straight totalitarian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he'd totally be a Trump supporter. 100%. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I could see him. That's what's so funny about Trump supporters wearing his costume at Trump rallies. <laughs> uh, God. That's that kills me. Um, totally not getting the fucking political commentary there. Uh, where would Omni Man stand? <laughs> Omni Man wouldn't give a shit because in the end, of, in in the grand scheme of things, he's going to outlive them all, and it won't matter. True. Well, true. I sorry, I almost spoiled the comic. Um, yeah. You're not wrong. Like, what, what about Batman? Where does Batman stand politically? <laughs> I mean, he was a big supporter of uh, Harvey Dent for a hot minute. <laughs> and Harvey Dent could not be more conservative if he tried. <laughs> that was before he became Two-Face. I would really think that Batman would probably be conservative. I mean, and that's Again, I don't know how much of this is just, you know, how much of it is so much old school in my mind. You know, I don't think of the newer updated versions. I think of the old Batman. Kapow! You know? <laughs> right, right. Um, well, any any version of Batman is essentially the same in the idea that it's Bruce Wayne asserting his, his skills and power based on money. Uh, does Batman in certain situations use his money for donations yes but he really just puts on fundraisers for fundraisers for other rich people to put donations in he rarely uses his own money for the donations himself unless it's to make bruce wayne look like more of a philanthropist um so in cocky, that vein then. what's that that's a little cocky <laughs> oh, well that's batman for you uh people always think that batman is this like is a, is a is a type of character that they can align themselves with and I'm like no he's not he's really not like he has problems but it's hard to say whether he would I think that mm, I think Bruce Wayne the facade that Bruce Wayne puts up when he's in public as Bruce Wayne would be conservative but Batman himself doesn't give a shit if that makes sense because the the mind inside that cowl is fractured which yeah. is something that Joker tries to expose all the time. So do you anyway. think that conservative uh, conservative um, oh my god, what is Batman's name? Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne. 
do you think he would support Trump in public? No. So no. that's 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 the thing right there is that no matter who Bruce Wayne was supporting politically for whatever reason was never a Trump type character. That's never been the case in that in that vein. Um as far as I've seen. If someone has a different example of that, please let me know because I I've never seen it. Well, here's the thing though. Trump is so unique when it comes to this playing field. I mean, I don't think we've ever seen anything like Trump before in American politics. He just took it to a whole new level of what the fuckery, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, because that, that's the thing about Trump that always, that always surprised me was he spoke so idiotically but had this like weird Nazi-ish uh, uh, propaganda to the way that he would present his speeches. But in the same vein, it wasn't smart enough to become, like if you listen, I hate to do this, I'd say it this way, but if you listen to uh, uh, Hitler's speeches, he had charisma and uh, power behind what he was saying. And he spoke with a, a clarity that, that people could comprehend. Trump didn't yet he still was in power. And had he won this, this last election, I worry that he would have tried to assert more power. Um, but would it have been successful like it was in Nazi Germany? Um, that's how I see Trump. That's, how, that's, that's just my view. And I don't see any of these superheroes going to the extent of supporting or... or, or getting behind someone that sounds and talks so incoherently and, and just dumb. I but agree. That, that's, I mean, I, I mean, I know that people are arguing about it and they're trying to sit there and say like, Oh, this character would be Trump's or this character is like, no, cause they're smart. Again, Batman is highly intelligent. He's a detective. Um, he can see through people's lying all the fucking time. And Tony is an inventor. We can go with these billionaire superheroes and say like they like they would be conservative, but they wouldn't fucking fall for Trump's bullshit. So that's Lex, Lex Luthor would totally support him. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, because. But he, but yeah. here's the thing: Lex Lex wouldn't be a. God, Lex wouldn't be a Trump supporter if he gets my drift, because Lex is too smart for that. But Lex knows that. Like in that in that case that Trump is talking to a certain base that Lex could utilize. Yeah, he yeah. wants to push the narrative. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. have to support it to push the narrative. Lex is always scheming for something else. So mm -hmm. very much like Trump. But I I love this conversation. This this conversation made me very happy when I saw. It. I was like, oh, this is actually something I want to bring up on the podcast. See what see what everyone else thinks. Yeah. I I, it's again, it's hard for me to fathom that any any right thinking human could fall for that bullshit to begin with. But the fact that they <laughs> did is mind blowing. I know there would be probably some out there that I would never see it coming. Yeah, I'm absolutely a Trump supporter. What? You know, but I don't want to think of any superhero in that way because that's that's just debasing to me. <laughs> True, true. I mean, that's I mean, that's part of like watching these, you know, Marvel or DC is the escapism from politics. Granted, you know, watching The Boys or Watchmen or something like that is not an escape from <laughs> from political discussion. But I, I mean, even even to an extent, social political issues are brought up in Marvel all the time. I mean, that's what X Men is as a whole. Uh, reading Captain America, you get that all the time. He's a lot of his stories deal with like him coming to terms with the fact that 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 america is broken a lot of captain america stories are like that uh it's not just him always fighting the red skull like it's it there's so much more to it and uh um so you can't really fully escape politics when it comes to superhero stuff or nor or nor should you unless you're like you're just reading some grand fantasy hmm. but uh um But yeah, I just uh, 
when I was a teenager, the the discussions that we would have about superheroes that wasn't talked about in comic books was always like, how would they fuck? Like, how big is their dick? And now as an adult, I'm like, what political alignment would they be in? That's fascinating. So, I don't know. Anyway, should we talk about Loki? Who would win? (laughs) Speaking of somebody who's out for their own political game and certainly loves to have sexual relations. Uh, So we all watched Loki episode five. um, And uh, wow, what an episode. Uh, Before we get into what happens in it, I'm just going to say more Lokis, more Lokis. (laughs) Absolutely. That was a lot of fun today. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Uh, for anyone curious as to like, we'll, we'll kind of keep talking about each thing, but uh, Loki wakes up in a, in the, the basically the end of time. That's it's, it's like a, it's referred to as by Renslayer as the void the where void, yes. all the pruned universes, the pruned timelines, they can't actually be destroyed completely. So they are sent to this point at the end of time to where they cannot branch out and escape. Yeah. Uh, And uh, Loki meets up with classic Loki, boastful Loki, and kid Loki, and my personal favorite, alligator Loki. Um, And they're like, hey, see that giant cloud in the distance? That is... uh, Iloth. Iloth. Yeah. and uh, I had to look up what he was. He because uh, I I just he was new to me. I hadn't heard of him, but he's old. He's an old character, uh, and he just eats fucking anything. <laughs> just eats anything basically. Eats matter and uh, existence, if you will. Um, kind of like the nothing from the Never Ending Story. There you go. That's a good mm-hmm. analogy. Uh, and then they're like. No time to talk. Classic Loki's like, that's Iloth. I'm, uh, you know, we're Loki's. Let's go. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here or we're going to die. Um, so they take off and they're walking across this, you know, the, the void, if you will. And there are a fuck ton of Easter eggs in this episode. And yeah, absolute there were fuck ton. So one of the large shots of when them walking, you see an enlarged, like a giant uh, uh, yellow jacket helmet from Ant-Man. This indicating that in some branch universe, uh, uh, Yellow Jacket grew to a uh, giant size. Yep, and then was sent to the void. Uh, there is that one's uh, understandable. <laughs> my there are two that I think are are my personal favorite. Like one of the shots you can see, uh, you can see uh, uh, Ronan the Accuser's ship in the distance. That's like just yeah. kind of half in the ground. You can see a helicarrier at one point. Uh, somebody spotted what looked like the um, the the living tribunal's head in the distance. Like, a, like Oh, I a, didn't like notice a, that one. It looks like it's part of a statue, but it's a, like people have zoomed on it. They're like a hundred percent. That's a living tribunal's head. Um, but there were two that I thought were really fucking funny. Cause I even yelled it out loud. And it's right when they get to the vault that they're going to go in and you see the Thanos copter. Um, back in the seventies, Thanos, the big bad from the recent, like, Infinity War and Endgame uh, movies uh, who destroyed half of the universe would fly around New York in a fucking helicopter. That said Thanos on it. That said Thanos on it. Uh, Comic books are weird and have some weird fucking history. And that's one of them that's really fucking funny. Um, But the fact that it's in the void is even funnier because it indicates that some branch universe, the TVA uh, uh, pruned. Thanos' helicopter's there. Um, there's also, this is my personal favorite. Like, I love the Thanos copter, but the one that really, like, I, I even jumped out of my seat. I was like, you gotta be kidding me! Uh, when they're going into the vault and it's going through the ground, and you see, like, you see Thor's hammer in the ground, you'll notice a creature in a jar that's trying to jump out of it. That is Throg. Throg! It is, uh, it is Thor. It's 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 not Thor as a frog. Well, it might be because there is a storyline of that. But the general, like, there's two versions of Throg. The first one is um, there was a guy who was turned into a frog and became Thor, 
And then the second one is that, no, no, he, I'm sorry. This is the one version. My bad. I'm doing two things at once here. My brain's all over the place. Uh, it was a guy who was turned into a frog by a witch, uh, uh, picked up a piece of uh, like a sliver of Thor's hammer and became Throg, basically a small frog with the powers of Thor. Uh -huh. And um, uh, he fought with um, uh, Lockjaw and a couple other uh, uh characters that were pets of, of Avengers and they were the pet, they were the, yeah, the pet Avengers. And there was a whole storyline where they had to find the infinity stones to stop uh, uh, Thanos from using them or some shit like that. It was nuts. It was, it was hilarious. Throg is in that fucking jar. Huh. That I never thought I'd see Throg in the goddamn MCU, but here we mm -hmm. are. Um, he was hopping mad too. He was hopping mad. He was trying to hit. He's trying to get to. Here's the funny thing: on the side of the jar, uh, you'll see a number on it. It says like T three sixty five or something like that, or three fifty six. That's actually the number of the Thor comic that he first appeared in. Oh, that's cool. Because I because I paused it to show my dad because he was like, I didn't see that at all, and uh, and I looked at that number. I was like, wait a minute, and I had to look it up. And oh, I was so fucking happy. Um. When they get inside the vault, by the way, there's another small Easter egg that I love. There's a um, an arcade, which is um, starts with the letter P, and it's uh, uh, Polybius, Polybius, Polybius. Polybius is folklore within the gaming culture. Basically, I know about uh, it. you know, okay, okay. Do you know yeah. about it, Maya? Yeah. No. Uh, so it was. The, the theory goes is that uh, there were a bunch of Polybiuses spread across the United States and that the FBI was trying to brainwash people into working for them or some shit. But then suddenly all those arcades just disappeared. And so it became this like urban myth that the, the, um, that the arcade exists. Uh, the truth of the matter is it never existed. Um, there's no evidence of it ever actually existing, but there are a lot of fun things about it that people love to kind of like, it's, ur it's urban myth. It's, it's great. The yeah. fact that it was in the fucking void is so fucking funny, but also like that fucking world war two ship that shows up halfway through the episode Yeah, that disappeared. I was like, Oh, this is so fucking smart. Oh, that's, that's what I love about this episode the most was just the, the fucking Easter eggs inside the void. Like I'm yeah, not watch I, I like again. seeing I like seeing all the you know the major landmarks that are there like you saw a Sphinx and one of the great pyramids and yep. you know you saw a ruined Avengers Tower you saw you know ruined New York you saw um various spacecraft yeah but you also get to well we'll get to that yeah yeah so okay now that I'm done gushing about the fucking Easter eggs in the episode. Um, we'll get into the story. Uh, there's a hilarious conversation with Loki talking to them, trying to get information out. And at one point he just goes, and is that a, 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 an alligator dressed as Loki? <laughs> I think kid. No, kid he Loki. says, and what is that? And he's like, that's, he's a Loki. He's like, he's green. That doesn't make him a Loki. Why are you letting him wear the horns? <laughs> what, made me laugh, what made me laugh was our Loki's response to that. Cause he was just like, Okay, I you know what? I'm gonna accept it. <laughs> oh fuck, it was funny. Uh oh my god. This episode went went cuckoo kachu. Uh so well he wakes up in the void. And after right. they're on their way trying to get away, we cut back to Renslayer right. and Sylvie uh in the chamber. Uh and she's like, you're going to tell me everything. And she's like, okay. Renslayer's like, okay. She pulls up, Miss Minutes, I need you to pull up all these files on this, this, this. And, you know, it seems like she's trying to be helpful, but she's really just stalling for time. Um, but Sylvie's like, so basically all these timelines go to the void at the end of time. They can't branch off. Therefore, it's still creating a new timeline. So it's always in motion. So basically, whoever created the timekeepers is there. And Rensselaer's like, that's it. we got a spacecraft that can take us to it. Pull up the prototype on the spacecraft, you know, stalling for time. Sophie realizes it uh, and purges herself. 
because she knows wherever she's going, it'll be where Loki was in the void. Yeah. The and thing she that arrives and I was going to say real quick before you finish that, one of the things that she does before she does that, she has a, um, a temp pad and she puts it in her pocket before she yeah. cleans herself. Yeah. She takes Renslayer's temp pad. Very good. Yes. That was an important thing because when she arrives and she sees Aloth or Aloth, whatever its name was, um, she actually manages to enchant a tiny piece of it and saw something, but she wasn't sure what she saw. And then here comes a car honking its horn, big old slice of pizza on top, like an old school pizza delivery car. And it's Mobius. <laughs> and she jumps in. He's like, you just get in any stranger's car, won't you? Or something along those lines. And it was nice to see him. And then I kind of wish with. he pulled up and said, ka-chow. But, you know, <laughs> but uh they go off to find loki and then it quits back to the other loki's in the bowling alley sanctuary vault and loki's like i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna kill Iloth. you know i'm gonna just you guys it, it it can be killed and he opens up the hatch and there's like 30 other loki's standing outside of it oh before you a, get before you get to that um Loki trying to figure out why the other Lokis were pruned. Uh, my favorite part was he looks, he, he's yelling about it, and Kid Loki turns around and goes, I kill Thor. Yeah. yeah. I was like, whoa, all right. Let's pump the brakes just a tad here. <laughs> I, I wanted to bring that because I love that fucking, that, that piece. Yeah, and when he, when he says that, you clearly see, he's like, okay, I got to give this kid some respect. Yeah. Some respect and distance. <laughs> well, and that's, I, that's like I told Jeff this morning when we were watching it. I was like, you know, I think if Loki really wanted Thor dead, he could kill him. I think it would Absolutely. be. And I'm not even just talking about Marvel. I'm talking about even in the Nordic tales. I think if Loki really wanted Thor dead, he could have killed him. Multiple ways. But he didn't. Because that's his brother and he For loves sure. him. Even if he hates yeah. him sometimes, he still loves him. <laughs> and, and at a certain point of this uh, the show, too, we actually see like a, the full-ish might of a Loki. Oh, yeah, and uh, that was awesome. We'll, and we'll get to that later, but yeah, like, so I 100% agree with you. Like, if Loki wanted to, it would not be a difficult task, but Kid Loki just fucking did it. He just yeah, did it. Yeah, spit it out. <laughs> Must have really pissed him off. Um. Also, uh, give some credit to uh, to give some credit to uh, uh, Richard. What's his last name? Richard Grant. Grant. Uh, his Glenn whole like monologue. Loki. His monologue about why he was pruned. Mm -hmm. God damn, I could listen to that eighty times and it would never get old. Like it was so fucking good. Um, especially when he was like, "Eventually, I started to miss my brother." Yeah, he got <laughs> yeah. lonely awesome uh anyway yeah so so they open the vault and there's like 30 other loki's my favorite being president loki which is actually from the comic book yeah uh and the reason that they were there was because boastful loki uh made a deal with president loki that he would become the king of loki's in the void that kid loki was currently obtaining that title uh, then of course all the Lokis turn to each other because you can't trust the Loki. Uh, that fight, I had the biggest shit eating grin on my face. Oh yeah, I was. Oh, that was uh, the, the funniest part of it too was that alligator Loki bites off President Loki's hand yeah. and he just yeah. screams. The screams scream like a little girl. It's <laughs> fucking cracking up. Oh, it was so good. I would. I want somebody. And I'm sure it'll happen on the internet. I want somebody to pause the shot of all the Lokis standing behind President Loki and seeing if any of those Lokis actually comes from the comic book. Because from my knowledge, they're all new. That the Somebody's only probably already done it by now. <laughs> I know. I, I'm, I'm going to search for it when we're done with the podcast because I, I need to. I want somebody who's like encyclopedic, encyclopedic about Marvel going like, here's all the Easter eggs that I could find by going frame by frame in the episode. That would be fucking cool. But Screen Crush, uh, Ryan Airy on uh, YouTube is really good about doing that. Usually later in the day, 
uh, all the Easter eggs and stuff and what they could possibly mean. There's also another group that I watch usually called New Rock Stars that does the same thing. The only problem that I have, they they kind of stretch shit sometimes. So they always like pull something out of their ass, and I'm like, that's not a thing. But um, my, yeah, one of my that two of my favorite Loki's in the shot was like one that had handlebars on his helmet as horns. Uh, the other one was covered in um, license plates. Yeah. I liked those guys a lot, mainly because they reminded me of Mad Max. But um, yeah, I like the bicycle horns one a lot. <laughs> like, That's so weird. <laughs> but uh, but that fight was, was so much fucking fun to watch. I loved every second of that fight. Yeah, you know what song was playing in my head while that was going on? This is the ultimate showdown. Oh, because <laughs> that's all I could think. Oh, of. Godzilla was, like, was hopping around about to destroy Tokyo. It's fucking, it's old. Yeah, I love that. Right there. Super. I old still love that song. Oh, I'm not saying it's not a good song. I just it's it. Every time it's brought up, I'm like, man, I was in like fucking uh, like tenth grade when that came out, which to me is a long fucking time ago. But um, <laughs> uh. Yeah, that that and and the funniest part about that fight too is that is that our Loki isn't even fucking interacting with it. He just oh, like, no, he's just standing off to the side, like oh this shit again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hang fucking, on top of this. Uh, classic Loki opens up a portal for them to walk through, and him, Kid Loki, and Alligator Loki escape, and and then we go back to uh, Sylvie and um, Mobius, which. Uh, I knew we were going to see Mobius again. There was no way we weren't going to, but I love that he just shows up in that car. It was so good. Oh yeah. Cause there's no, like why, why would they ever get rid of fucking Owen Wilson's character in that moment? But anyway, um, yeah. So like Sylvie's goal is to enchant, like you said, enchant, uh, Iloth and, uh, um, uh, a classic Loki and Kid Loki are like, this is fucking stupid. Like, this isn't gonna work. But of course, you know, Loki's in love with himself, so he's he's hundred percent going with it. And uh, there's a really touching moment between them sitting in like sitting by themselves outside, and Loki conjures up a blanket. Yeah, really like he's like, it's it's cold. And he conjures himself up a blanket, and he's like, I can conjure you up one, too. And she's like, maybe a new uniform. This one's uncomfortable. Or a new <laughs> outfit. This one's uncomfortable. And then, you know, he kind of extends the blanket to her, and she leans into him a little bit. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know what's going on there, but I, I don't know. I don't know if it should squick me out or if I should be like, oh, I don't know. Well, I think... It's alternate version of himself, so in that regard, it's awesome. Yeah, it's at best, I mean, it's at best masturbation. <laughs> you know, again, it's it's weird. It's weird. I'm not sure how to feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> part of me wants to be all, and the other part of me wants to scream incest. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but Is it's it not. Incestual? It's not. No, it feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's there's an old old uh, joke that I've seen a hundred times. That's um, if you cloned yourself and had sex with yourself, would it be like would could you call that masturbation or some to that effect? And I think that kind of applies here a little bit in a weird way, um, only to the context that uh, what I think makes it maybe weird is the fact that um, it's basically Loki in love with himself. Yeah. Uh that's I think what makes it a little weird. Um even even Mobius kind of makes a reference towards it uh when he says uh it's when they capture Loki and 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 Sylvie in episode 4 and he makes the comment about like um like you fell in love with yourself or something to that effect and like he 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 is he establishes that it is definitely a weird thing. I don't yeah. know exactly what Mobius says, but I know he says it. <laughs> It's a little weird. What if they got together and they made babies that were like super universal power babies? So I think that I think that in itself is what can break the the uh, sacred timeline is uh, 
them kind of falling in love. Uh, there's an old old thing when it comes to, to time travel where you can create a paradox by by even interacting with yourself. Oh yeah. And I think that's what they're kind of going for here. Yeah, and that's again, I've I've wondered about that myself. Um, I I think there will be this will be much deeper than anybody thought it would be at the beginning. Yeah. I think episode six is going to be mind blowing. Absolutely. So, uh, so they end up enchanting. So, so the scene where they enchant the, the uh, Aloth, Iloth, whatever is really fucking cool because classic Loki basically constructs uh, a, um, Asgard. It's as yeah. I was gonna try to say like it's a it's. I want to say hologram is the word I want to use, but it's not quite yeah. a hologram. It looks it looks real, but then when Aloth tries to consume it, it just vanishes. So it's essentially a solid hologram, solid light hologram. I would say illusion. Yeah. Illusion. There we go. That's Jesus. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but that that kind of power is insane. Oh, like, I it's know all of Asgard. Yeah, but I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, but, uh, and 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 unfortunately, uh, he does he does pay the ultimate price, you know, in 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 helping Sylvie and Loki. Um, he gets destroyed by Iloth, and it's a little sad. <laughs> All that was left was his tarnished helmet. Oh. Yeah. Thank you, Richard Grant for Grant for that amazing fucking portrayal of classic. Lo- Oh, sorry. Classic Loki. That was wonderful. That's great. Uh, but yeah, they enchant they enchant him, and it opens up a uh, it basically opens up the gate. The way that they're playing off Aloth in the MCU is he is basically Cerberus to the gates of uh, hell. Um, or in this case, the gates to the uh, the Wizard of Oz, because that's what that reminded me of, hmm, big time. Yeah. Yeah, it was. A, it did have a very Wizard of Oz feel. Misty even said that this morning. Um, I think I mentioned that to my dad. I said, "No, nah, we're off to see the wizard." <laughs> he just starts laughing. Uh, but yeah, they go through the gate and the episode ends. So, we well, one of the things that we didn't see was we had a really long. People had counted the seconds uh, between the hug between Mobius and Loki. It was twelve seconds. Thanks, Twitter, for that weirdness. Uh, but yeah, there was a touching moment between Loki and Mobius as Mobius went back to the TVA. Um, and I hope that... Because I was ho- kind of hoping that we'd get an after credit scene that showed Mobius in the TVA or something that that case, but they just ended the episode. There was no after credits. Yeah. But I'm very yeah. excited to see what Mobius is up to um, in the TVA. Yeah. He's up against One. he's up against a lot of odds right now. Yeah, he is. I'm pretty excited about next week. I mean, it's going to be the finale. I just, you know, it's it's moving at a fast pace, and you're getting a lot of information, and you're seeing a surprising amount of continual char- character development as it goes on. Yeah, absolutely. I. Uh... Yeah, I don't know what else to say about this episode. I mean, it was like, like I said, for for comic book diehards, it's it's a treasure trove. Um, for the show's proper story progression, it's fantastic. Like, it's not just this crazy fucking madcap travel through time or whatever. It's 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 also this like character study on on these on characters that a character that we've known and brand new characters that person has to interact with. And everything that we've gotten so far has been so fucking wonderful to experience. And um, I don't know who wrote the show. Like, I could look it up, and I just don't Kate know. Heron. Kate Heron is the showrunner. Let her write way more in Marvel, please. Please. Like, she is doing an unfucking believable job. So here's my question. What's that? I don't think two of them can exist in the sacred timeline. You think they're going to have to meld or kill you one think no. the other? I think she's going to be the new Loki coming forward. 
I think this is going to be Tom Hiddleston's last full-time portrayal as Loki. It's very, it's very possible. I, I, I do see that. My question, though, is is do you do you think we're still going to have a sacred timeline? Because I think this show is going to be building, like it's going to initiate the multiverse. And um, uh, at least the multiverse inside the MCU. Um and that's going to lead to, you know, multiverse of madness and whatever fuck is going on in the next Spider-Man movie. That's my thought process on that. I do agree with you that I think that Tom Hiddleston is done after this. But no. I mean, it, that that's the thing. Will they keep the sacred timeline intact? We know we're going to have multiverse stuff, but it's it's hard to say, really. You know, they may choose to try to keep that aspect, or maybe whatever Sylvie and Loki does in this last episode causes the sacred timeline to, you know, just exponentially explode, and that's where the multiverse comes from. You know, because the TVA can't prune these timelines, and things get out of control, and now we've got. Well, you know, whatever it is they have in store for us. Yeah. I mean, I, I still hope that we're getting the uh, Arc Avengers with uh, oh, that, Thunderbolts. Yeah, because I'm I'm going to be seeing Black Widow this Friday, and uh, oh yeah, we need to try to go see it this weekend. Um, what I'm hoping that happens in that is that. Black Widow's sister, like, because here's my thing. Every MCU movie isn't just a standalone thing. There's something that's going to tie to the greater MCU, right? Yeah. So what in this movie is going to tie to the greater MCU? We know it takes place between Civil War and Infinity War. So what is going to be the connection? And I do think it is it is Black Widow's sister, the one that's in all white. Sister, quotations, because Red Room sister. Um, and that I think that she will be part of the dark Avengers and teaming up with us agent. That's mm. where I think they're going with that. I could be way the fuck off. It's not, it's not impossible that I'm off, but that's my thought process on that. I did read an article yesterday. Uh, this doesn't tie into black widow or the word Loki, but the one of the upcoming shows in the MCU, the she Hulk shows they're going to be doing. Rumor has it they're going to introduce the Wrecking Crew. Oh, shit. Really? I love the Wrecking Crew, <laughs> and I want to see them. Um, no, that would be awesome. It'd be fucking nuts if we had multiple teams, because I know they're talking about possibly Young Avengers as well. God, Marvel is really fucking going full full bore with what's happening in the, in the down the line. That's my only concern, honestly. Like, I kept trying to tell people, like, if you like the MCU with what we got, like, we're going batshit crazy now. We're getting into the stuff with like the 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 deep dive Marvel stuff, the super cosmic, magical, fucking um, uh, uh, multiversal stuff. So, like, strap the fuck in because it's gonna get weird. Uh. I'm personally in fucking love with it. I couldn't I, I can't get enough of it. I'm 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 stoked for for the future. Like I think it's also really smart that what if is coming out after Loki. <laughs> yeah. I we've told you about what if, right, Betty? Mm-mm. Uh what if is uh it's a series of comics that existed um when uh like they're basically like one shot stories where Marvel would have a big event or something that was substantial. And then a what if is like, what if there was something slightly different about it? So for example, the first episode in the what if TV show that's coming out next month is, um, which we don't have a date for, but we know it's August. Uh, the first episode is what if Peggy Carter took the super soldier serum instead of Steve? Okay. I think we did talk about this probably around the time that I joined the show. And okay. Yeah, I think I think I remember that. So yeah, that so they're actually making that into something. 
Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's an animated. It's going to be an animated series, and all the actual original actors are going to be doing the voice acting of their characters that they portrayed. Yep. Oh, that'll be fun. Uh, Jeffrey, what the hell is his last name? Uh, he was also in in uh, uh, Westworld. What the hell's his name? I almost, said, I almost said Jeffrey Rush. It's not Jeffrey Rush. Give me one second here. Um. What if Jeffrey Wright? That's his name. Oh, okay. Jeffrey Wright, who, if you don't know, is he's this playing actor. the new. He's playing the new Jim Gordon, isn't he? In yes. the upcoming Batman movie. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's a fantastic actor. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's going to be voicing the the Watcher. Nice. Uh, you you saw uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two, right, Betty? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the scene where Rocket and Yondu are flying the the ship through, um, like uh, uh, hexagon portals and trying to get to back it to where? It doesn't stick uh, out in my mind, but yeah. Stan Lee's cameo scene. Okay. He's sitting there talking to these three big-headed dudes. Yeah. They're like got small bodies, robes, and big, big pink heads. That's what the Watcher is. Uatu yeah. the Watcher. Uh, the, yeah, the Watchers in the comics are not are not allowed to interact with whatever's going on. They're just there to observe. However, Uatu fucking interacts all the time. Huh. Um, if he's ever in a story, he's you're gonna expect him to interact. Uh, but um, but yeah, the idea of of, of the what if storylines, whenever the, they did in the comics, was that Uatu was telling the story of this alternate universe where something different happened. One of my favorite things was they would always dress the Watcher in different clothing as if he was part of that different universe. My favorite version was they dressed him up as as Boy George one time. That was hilarious. Um, but uh, but yeah, with Uatu voicing the the what if show, it's going to be like him going. You know, in this alternate universe, you know, what if T'Challa was picked up by Yondu instead of uh, Peter? I'm excited about that show. But I think it's really smart that they're doing that alternate universe show uh, after explaining the timelines the way that they have with with Loki. Also, I want to point this out. I'm really, really hoping for a fucking Spider-Man trailer in front of uh, Black Widow. Oh yeah, me too. I think it's a perfect time. We've explained this shit to the audiences. We explained that multiverse stuff exists with WandaVision and Loki now, especially Loki. And we know that 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 that, that No Way Home is going to deal with with multiversal stuff. Not only do we have confirmation of Doctor Strange being a major, major part to No Way Home, but we also know that uh Alfred Molina from the Tobey Maguire universe is play, is is in the movie playing Doctor Doc Ock, and we have Jamie Fox playing Electro from the Andrew Garfield universe in the movie. Like, we know this stuff exists. Did you guys see the 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 Lego set leaks? By the way, not yet. So it doesn't tell anything of the plot per se, but um. The vultures in it, so we're gonna have uh, Michael Keaton. Michael back, Keaton, which is great. Um, but uh, there's there one of the Lego sets is inside <clears throat> Doctor Strange's like lab inside the Sanctum Centaurium. San- Sanctum Centaurium, yeah. Uh, and uh, there's four characters in there. It's Peter Strange, Wong, and uh, somebody else. I don't remember who it is, but uh, we also know that. Um, uh, oh, the hell's her name? Her, her, she goes by something America, but she's um, is she Native American or Mexican? Boy, this is terrible of me. True Lord, Greg. I know. I'm, I'm really. I'm just all over the place. I'm excited for future Marvel stuff, guys. I, if you couldn't tell, no, not at all. <laughs> you hide it well. Um, I'm really good at <laughs> disguising my excitement. Oh boy, I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to find the picture because they put out a a um, 
it looks like an old school comic book cover. Uh, this character. Uh, you know, doesn't ring a bell. She's fairly new, but here was what they did for um, the for Multiverse of Madness. It has Wanda in the back, and then Wong, and then her, and Strange in the front. But... Sorry, I'm all over the place. Anyway, point being, the, the long and short of it is that because of Loki, because of what this show's done, that's how I think that they're going to be able to do more multiverse stuff with the MCU going forward. Do you think, I know Betty, you don't really know who the character is, but um, there's a big, the next big bad, the next Thanos, if you will, named King the Conqueror is supposed to be quote unquote introduced or be the main character, be the main bad guy in the next uh, Ant-Man and Wasp movie named Quantumania. Um, Actually played by, uh, the main actor from Lovecraft Country. Thank you. Good gravy. What the hell's his name? Played Tick. Jonathan Majors. Jonathan okay, Majors. Thank you. God. So yeah, Jonathan Majors is playing King the Conqueror. We know that he's the next big bad, and King the Conqueror messes with time. In the comics, the way that he would work is that he would he, you never knew where or when he was going to be because that's just how he functions. Um, a lot of people think he is actually behind everything in the TVA. I still think they're going to introduce He Who Remains. Um, I don't think Kang's going to be part of the show, but do you think that he might be? No. No, I don't think so. Um, I'd be cool with it if they did. Oh, I'd be certainly fine with it, but I don't think they're going to just yet. Gotcha. Probably not how they want to introduce the character. Yeah, that's totally fucking fair and understandable because Jeff, that, that... Um, Jeff said that he heard something to the effect that um, they were talking about possibly doing a season two of Loki, even though they hadn't planned on it. I had heard that too, um, but I, I'm not sure what they could do because that's the other thing we don't know is if the TVA is going to be dissolved after this season or if like somebody else is going to be controlling it. Because if they go talk to He Who Remains and who created the Timekeepers and the Time Twisters, uh, which we haven't been introduced to Time Twisters yet, um, they might not have been part of the MCU. Uh, like, I think the question that I have is what would a season two of Loki even be like? I don't know, but I'm up for the opportunity to see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I mean, I'm up for the opportunity of the showrunner to just keep writing fucking things for Marvel. I mean, that's that's even if it's not another Loki show. Like keep giving her stuff because she knows how to write characters. <sighs> okay, I'm done gushing. Do, do we give this a grade and move on? I give it a D. This is okay. Wow. I'm just kidding. Weirdo. <laughs> I love you, Maya. Thank you. I love me too. Well, I'll just you know, you heard me gush about it for the past fucking hour. I give it an A plus, obviously, for the hardcore Marvel fucking references in it and the Easter eggs, and then of course the story with the character development and the story progression. A fucking plus for me. Richard Grant did a great job. Fucking everybody was amazing in it. I go, I'm glad we got to see fucking President Loki for even a brief moment. Uh, Alligator Loki is king. I love this fucking episode. This show is easily my favorite thing that Marvel's come out with since Endgame. A plus. Yeah, I'm A plus right there with you. I mean, I just it was a great episode. There's no getting around it. I, I mean, this whole series has been really damn great. So I agree, Maya. 
I give it a B minus. You are the uh, worst. <laughs> I mean, it was good, but let's be fair. I've seen better. Uh, no, nah, it, it was really entertaining. Uh, it's been my favorite episode to date. The show's continued to build, um, and it's getting ready to come to a crescendo next week, and I am very excited about the finale and, you know, a show that leaves me with a taste in my mouth wanting so much more, um, you know, deserves an A-plus this week. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I I don't have any fucking doubts that this show won't stick the landing. I mean, it's going to fucking knock it out of the park. I guarantee it. So, everybody, um, well, I think that's going to do it for us today. We've been re- recording for roughly an hour, give or take. I know we, I know it was yeah. a little bit before that, but um, we're just going to go and wrap it up. We got our weird discussion in the beginning, and now we got this discussion, so I think we're good. Uh, folks, uh, make sure you follow the socials down below. Uh, check out our Teespring store. We just added um, t- uh, 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 tank tops and what else was it? Tank tops and uh, actually pint glasses. Pint glasses. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's great for fucking summer cookouts and whatnot. Uh, but yeah. Absolutely. Um, go ahead up the store and uh, if you buy anything, let us know. We'll uh, We'll share it. We'll promote it. Say thanks. Yada yada, and all the proceeds from the Teespring store go right into the podcast. So, yep. Um, and as some of you may know, we have the uh, YouTube channel, which you can go check out the live, the the video version of the podcast. Uh, and if you're listening to this on a on a, your podcast streaming service of choice, um, go hit up the the YouTube channel. That's where I'm doing some reviews. Um, uh, I'm going to be uh, uploading here very recent or very soon my review for F9 in the Heights, Luca, Tomorrow War, and America: The Motion Picture, and uh, those will be up on the site soonish, so you can go check those reviews out. They're all like roughly five minutes in length. Um, but also, uh, give it a follow, give the channel a little little subscribe, click, and uh, like the videos, and leave a comment. Let us know what you think of whatever you watched with along with us. And, and on that note, let us know what you thought of whatever we watched elsewhere. Just talk to us. We're lonely. Um, so lonely. <laughs> but yeah, just interacting with the YouTube channel helps out, helps out the algorithm. It helps us grow. So if that's something you could do, appreciate it. Uh, I think that's about it. Next week, obviously, the finale of Loki. Duh. Um, yeah, that's all I got on my notes. Uh, Maya, where can folks find you? Um, under mute. Yeah, phone's ringing. Oh, gotcha. But uh, I'll go first. You can find me on Facebook <laughs> under my name, Betty Badger Ogletree, or you can find me on Twitter under Bright Betty. Alrighty. Or you can uh, find me. <laughs> since Maya's still muted, uh, I'll go ahead and uh, throw out my stuff. Um, you can find me on all socials under Chub Rock Geek. Uh, I've been doing a a few episodes of uh, the Mission Start podcast with Anthony from here uh, here and there. We did a whole thing on E3 and everything that was announced at E3. Uh, we recently had a podcast where we just kind of shot shoot the sh- shot. We shooted the shit. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of talk about F9 for way too fucking long. But it's not just F9. It's like the whole Fast and Furious franchise on how fucking ridiculous it is. And that's why I love it. Um, but... Uh, we also talk about like Anthony has a great story about this uh, this company that basically bought the Mission Start website, and then the, the interaction that he had with them is really fucking interesting. So um, if that's something you're interested in, you can go check that out. Um, that's uh, that you're gonna find that on the Mission Start podcast page. Also, recently uploaded to the Mission Start podcast YouTube channel, which is Mission Start Tubes, is my full review of It Takes Two, which came out like a month and a half ago. Um, and uh, yeah, that, 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 that game's fucking fantastic. So if you, that's a review that you want to go listen to, go check it out. Uh, that's it for me. What about you, Maya? Uh, you can find me on Facebook under my name. You can, fi- if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, my Facebook profile is a public profile and you can 
you know, click those links there to do so. Uh, also, uh, if you want to catch me on other shows, I'm on two shows on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel every other Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Figure Banging. That's a live-action figure review show. This week we looked at the new, or last week we looked at the new uh, Masterpiece uh, Starscream from Takara. Uh, next week, you know, you'll have to tune in and see what it is. But uh, Friday nights at 9, every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, you can catch me on Nerd Life Syndicate, where we talk about various topics in pop culture and entertainment and all things nerddom. And that's everywhere you can find me. Already, uh, yeah, we did that a little little backwards than we normally do, but shit happens. Uh, that's what that's all about recording live, folks. Um, but yeah, everybody, uh, thank you for so much for listening again. Like I said, next week, Loki episode six. If we add anything, follow us on the socials, that's where we'll let you know. Uh, but uh, but thank you guys for listening so much, and uh, we'll see you next time. Betty, that's your cue. We'll Sorry. Peace, love, and lollipops. <laughs> <laughs> take, take care, everybody. <laughs>